Welcome to the only actionable podcast to help you unfuck your marketing and run a business that gives a shit. I'm your host, Siobhan, and this is Marketing and Fuck. Are you ready for the new privacy regulations in Canada? We're discussing all about it with Derek Lackey. Let's do this. Derek, how do we unfuck marketing? Well, <laughs> that's a that's a a huge question because um, I think marketing has painted itself into a corner that has nothing to do with the C-suite anymore. I think that uh, we've become digital executioners instead of strategic marketers. I think that we have allowed ourselves to become online lead generators. It's what I would call pre-sales activity has become marketing's whole reason for being. And I'm seeing it in so many companies and it just boggles my mind. Can you give me an example where you see this just so we can put some context to this? Oh, I I see this everywhere where I talk to, to marketers and, and I ask them what their key role is. Yeah. And it seems that their key role is to generate leads for the sales team. What do you think the role should be? Uh, strategically positioning the company to win, to produce results. And that's not uh, the same thing? No, because if you strategically position the company, you're taking care of the four Ps of marketing and they still apply. Mm. So you're picking the right distribution channels. You're, you're getting the product right. If you look at what Steve Jobs did with Apple, it was a combination of brilliant marketing on all four Ps. He got the product right. His promotion was brilliant, right? They were they were yeah. focused. He picked the right channels. He actually developed his own retail channel. Um, and his pricing was always premium. And we all paid it gladly <laughs> because we wanted backs, right? Yeah. And, and iPhones, like look what they're getting for an iPhone. Pretty ridiculous. You know? <laughs> it, it really is. They're, they're getting for an iPhone what, what we used to pay for a, for a portable computer. Yeah. That's that's strategic marketing, well executed. And when you take away the strategic part, all you get is well executed. And I believe that most marketers have fallen into that trap of chasing leads on digital instead of taking care of business. And as a result, we're kind of out of the C-suite. Most companies don't regard, uh, like I, I was just uh, interviewed by a 600-person company who have, Siobhan, zero marketing people in the organization. So what are they doing? Selling. They're the one marketing, sorry, they got one marketing person in one division, in their yeah. content division, and, and their job's to generate leads. I mean, I and and they're not my only example. I've seen lots of them. So it just boggles my mind that we've allowed ourselves to be shuffled there. You know, we, we, we talked a little bit about the origins of, of this shift. And I believe that all marketers in the late 90s, as digital marketing started, had a mass marketing mindset. So mm -hmm. all the marketers in charge in 1998, when we started down the road of digital, they thought the game was about more eyeballs, get more yeah. eyeballs, right? Mm -hmm. And you and I now know, 20 years later, with the, with the huge advantage of hindsight, that the, the digital channel is about engagement. It's not about more eyeballs. You don't get more eyeballs till you get engagement. 
Yeah. When you get engagement, you can scale. You can you can then, but until you get engagement, going after eyeballs just makes people go away online. Mm. They ignore you. They just like it's like sticking an ad in someone's Facebook feed. They hate it. But then, what can we do other than that? Well, they liked it when the ads were down the side, and they can ignore them or or include them, right? They hate that it's in the feed now. They hate that the first five suggestions in any Google search are paid ads. I don't know any consumer who likes that now. So but what do we do? Do we just go back to the old way? I mean, no, we do I need to grow we... into something good. Yeah, it's a great question. What do we do? I think I think what we do is we divide marketing and digital marketing. And digital marketing as a CMO, I would put digital in sales. My digital marketing team that generates leads, that's pre-sales. That belongs over with the mm -hmm. sales department. That's not marketing. And 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 I wouldn't let my company collapse marketing into lead gen. I'd, I'd keep pushing back out that it's strategy. It's driving the business. It's developing product. It's picking in the right channels. It's pricing the product right. It's promoting it really well. It's all the things that marketing should be, not just generating leads online for the sales team. So then what should marketing be? What should marketing be? If it was going to lead with anything, it should lead with advertising. So how do we really market? And then you want to bring in the privacy aspect of things. Yeah, well, uh, I, I think that, oh, it was about consent. Uh, so yeah. in a world where the consumer doesn't want to give consent and, that, and businesses have to have consent, it's going to force the average business into back into more traditional advertising. Television, magazines, newspapers, billboards traditional ways of getting your brand out in front of the customer rather than just wholeheartedly depending on digital to do the job. But don't we have a better chance of trying to gain our consumer's consent than trying to go back to the old ways of marketing? Yeah. Yeah. And you know how we're going to gain the consumer's consent? How? Time. And we're going to have to have the right actions over that time. So we're going to have to stop abusing their personal data, doing whatever the hell we want with it, like we've done for 20 years, forgetting that there was a person on the other end of that personal data. We have to start respecting that. And it's, it's going to take time. It's going to take, and, and, and eventually consumers are going to be privacy savvy enough. And I think they're beginning to become privacy savvy now. And I think they're going to eventually become privacy savvy enough to know which brands they can trust with their data and which data and which brands they can't. And the ones they can't are going to have no choice. They're going to have to go back to what I call more traditional methods because it'll be illegal to communicate with them digitally unless you have consent. Like we have a new law, we have a new law here in Canada that's just kicking in this September that if you don't have consent, or you don't have a contract with the person, you cannot communicate with them. Oh. And is that going to help our marketing? I mean, this is a tough one, right? Because we only get, what, about 30, 40% consent. It's, so It is not going to help our marketing. It is going to force our marketing in a different direction. It's going to force us. Is that us. a good thing or a bad thing? Because if it doesn't I, help us, isn't it a bad thing? No, I, I just think 
we've gotten into some really bad habits using people's data without their consent and without their knowledge even. So it's, it's even further back than consent. They don't even know what we're doing with their data and we have to stop it. So you're suggesting it's a good thing that we're not going to be able to track them. So this law, this law is just in Canada, correct? Yeah, yeah, but it's, I mean, GDPR is the same law, except it, it allows for what's called legitimate interest, which 90%- Which is of, what everyone's using. Which 90% of business is being done under legitimate interest. Quebec left that out when they passed this new law. So any company that's got a national database in Canada and operates a, across Canada is going, uh, uh, 20 to 25% of their list is going to be from Quebec. So a bit like California dictates how you operate in the U.S., Quebec dictates how you operate in Canada because they set the highest privacy bar. And yes, they're going to they're going to force people to rethink their marketing. And I, I actually think it's good. How do you think it's going to force us to rethink our marketing? So we're not getting consent. Do you think what's going to happen is kind of like what they with GDPR? You know, suddenly no American site wanted to work in Europe for a while. Are people just going to leave Canada out? Or do you think people will adjust and have to. for the good? Have to. We have too large an economy to to just ignore it. So, you know, we have a decent enough consumer marketplace here that uh, you're not going to just ignore it. Now, there is one little out they allowed on the, on the Quebec law is they don't consider your business role, your uh, business email address, or your business mailing address. They don't consider that personal data. Interesting. So there's an out for B2B marketing, mm-hmm. but all B2C marketing and B2B, B2C marketing is going to be captured by this law. So then how do we adjust our B2C marketing for the Canadian audience? I think you go back to more traditional advertising and you you depend less on social media and digital advertising. Can't we just advertise digitally and not track it? Yes, we could. Uh, yes, we could. We could do it without the personal data and do it more contextually so that um, if you want to reach a certain demographic and you know they watch curling, then you advertise around curling like we used to. That's exactly how we used to do it. We didn't we didn't know you personally, but we knew mm. you liked curling and we could reach you through advertising around curling. The other thing I think that we've that we've really screwed up is creative has gone for a complete dump. Creative is doesn't exist in digital advertising. It's just explain what you mean by creative. You yeah, mean like, like traditional ad creative, where some real, yeah. you know, some really good thinking was put into the campaigns. I'm not seeing any good thinking in most of the digital stuff I'm seeing. I'm just wondering how does that actually help the consumer? Because the the, the consumer, like. When it comes to things like toothpaste, for example, most consumers mm-hmm. don't give a damn. They just buy whatever's okay. on sale, whatever's familiar to them, but they don't give a damn for the most part. Mm-hmm. It's not like a major decision like uh, buying a car or buying a house, right? They give a damn about mm-hmm. that stuff, but buying a tube of toothpaste, who cares, right? Do they? Because if the toothpaste differentiates itself enough, maybe they do care. Maybe yeah. they will go for something that stands out. Yeah, yeah. And 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 we we haven't seen it in years. They're all just so close, and they're so interchangeable. And do you think that's the problem with what's happening currently? Yeah, that people are getting lazy with their marketing because we have so much data. Very much. 
they're depending on data instead of creative. And the focus has come off. They, they don't value good creative. And, and it gets worse. It gets uglier. They gave up the 15% commission that allowed for creative to be really good. When, when I had my ad agency in the 90s, we were a full-service ad agency, and most, most mm-hmm. of our margin was made on the 15% agency commission. It allowed us to invest heavily in creative and good strategy and really sound media buying, right? Like, like in depth. Yeah. You, you go into these programmatic buying today, gosh, talk about it. I, don't, I, th- I think... Even the folks on the programmatic desk don't know what they're buying, truly. Well, they don't yeah. most of the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, But I'm just so trying like, to understand, like, how do we benefit from it? Let's say we're not marketers and let's say we are the consumers. I personally feel that I I, I would like some personalization if I trust the the, the company with my data, right? Um, I would like to see, I, I would like to not be mass marketed to. But ultimately, what some of this is doing is it's telling us, you know, let's say in Quebec with the new law that's going to be coming up in regards to privacy, it's forcing marketers to mass market again. I feel like that's not helping the consumer in any way. And then this is just going past what it should have done. I think we'll get back. I think we'll get back to where you're talking about. But it's going to take a while till the consumer trusts so that that trust has to be rebuilt. And it's going to take a little bit of time. I think that eventually that one-to-one personalized messaging it, it will be valid, valuable and will be mm-hmm. done by certain brands. Others still won't get it. And they'll still want to hammer people over the head on digital marketing in, in places where people really don't appreciate their messages. Like, you know, I don't know what it is for you, but, you know, I know when somebody texts me that I don't know, it pisses me off. We all have a channel, like uh, you've got a Facebook account where ads come in your feed. That you know, that mm-hmm. pisses some people off. I personally don't have a Facebook account. I had one for years because I have a daughter in California, and she posted frequently about her children, my grandkids, and I. I loved keeping up on Facebook, but I just at some point couldn't live with what they do uh, around privacy and personal data. And I and I scrapped it about a year ago. I just uh, so, you know, I don't I don't know what annoys you on on uh, Facebook nowadays, but I know what used to. Yeah, I don't go on Facebook anymore, so it's hard for me to be annoyed by it. But I do feel like I'm getting. I just feel like we've gotten lost in this whole discussion, you know, of not our personal discussion. I mean, generally speaking in the sense of their privacy laws, GDPR, the California, now Quebec coming up. And everyone is really pushing, you know, from the outside, lawyers are essentially trying to force marketers into certain actions. And I feel like the the, the whole idea behind it all got lost. And I just don't, I don't understand how, I mean, how would you recommend that we now market in in Canada starting in September, I think you said? Yeah, I think we need a blend of Digital marketing using context instead of personal data. And we go back to more traditional forms of advertising. So give us some like concrete how-tos that to the best that you can, because anyone listening to this right now is going to think, wait a second, what just happened in Canada? And they have an audience there. What can they do now to prepare themselves for September? 
Well, they can start by finding a system for collecting consent because we've never had to prove it before. So most of us don't have a, a system for collecting consent, like a like a consumer preference, customer preference center. So you're not talking cookie banners. You're talking no. something yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking a preference management solution that you can attach to your website so that you know and your consumer can go in and turn off and on their consents as they please. And it's plugged into all of your system. So if I tell you, you can email me this, this, and this, but don't email me that, that, and that. You can, mm-hmm. if I make my change in the preference center, it goes directly to your email provider, MailChimp or whoever it is, mm-hmm. and tells them, here's Derek's preferences, right? So you're essentially thinking a privacy dashboard would be needed. And it's, it's really not. It's a consent management tool is really what it is. And, we, and because we've... Are there any consent management tools out oh, there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've okay. we've partnered with a group in the UK called uh, Serenis. Uh, they have a they have a platform okay. called Cassie, C A S S I E. Brilliant, okay. absolutely brilliant. They once you hmm. put it in place, it just manages consent, and as long as you're being a good doobie and taking yeah. care and respecting your consumer, your consent will go up, and your marketing options will go up. But right now we we screwed the pooch on the first twenty years of digital marketing, and we got to clean it up. Yeah. That's just as the chairman of the Response Marketing Association here in Canada, it's 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 been real clear to me for a few years that that we've done that, and we're resisting, like like even the programmatic industry, the ad tech business, they're resisting any change. Mm-hmm. They they're flying mm-hmm. in the face of the GDPR and. And the IAB has the nerve to interpret the GDPR with their TCF framework, right? Yeah, I saw I remember when I read that the first time I went, you guys are just sticking your head in the sand. And and when you stick your head in your sand, your ass is way up in the air to get kicked, (laughs) right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. uh, No, I mean, the ad tech industry is another one to get to, and that's a tough one to tackle. In terms of marketing, how does, for example, a platform like Cassie ultimately help us? So it's going to be able to allow users to control their privacy settings at at their whim, right? At any time they would like. So, Siobhan, it's, it's simple math says if, if a company goes to that length to actually mm-hmm. allow me to manage my own consent, I can pretty much trust that they're going okay. to honor my consent, right? Okay. So it's, so those kinds of companies who take it seriously, they will get ahead. They'll get out ahead. They'll be the first ones to actually be able to use digital marketing the way we all dreamed it could be used. But it can't be used that way if we keep abusing people's data because it's just going to keep going south, I think. So you actually think that if we... Any company who does a good job, essentially, at allowing people to track uh, where they're being tracked and not such as with a platform, as any kind of privacy platform or consent management platform, my apologies, then it automatically will imply that we can trust the company and therefore you think we'll have a higher consent rate. No, it's, it's, a, it's the first of many building blocks. It's one of them, okay. right? So okay. it's the first step. I'm a consumer and I go, ah, that company's using consent management they at least they at least take consent seriously that's a you know that's one for them 
I need to see many more good actions from that company before I fully trusted yeah. them. But that's a nice first building block, right? So what's the next action that we want to see? Uh, I think the next action we want to see is that is that the businesses actually clean up their act and stop using people's data whatever way they want and start using it only for the purpose limitation they ask for consent for, which is what GDPR and all these new laws are asking for. Be transparent. You're implying that the businesses are not doing that. Oh, gosh, they've not been up front at all. Even with GDPR in place? Oh, yeah. Even with that, because they're all just trying to find the edges of GDPR. So I'm I'm an expert on Castle, which is our Canadian anti-spam law here. Um, Okay. I've I've written the only private sector book on Castle on on how to operationalize against it, right? And uh, uh, it's it's amazing to me how many companies are absolutely zero Castle compliant. But how are they getting around it? Like. Is it at least smart getting around it? I get more calls asking me to teach their team workarounds than to bring their company into compliance. Uh, think about that, right? Yeah, I can see that. I, I get this too. Clients calling me up, how can we get around GDPR? But um, it makes me wonder, do you think that's all we're going to ha- see happen in September for Canada? I, I think so. I'm going to get my crystal ball out here as a as a marketer and a privacy expert. I I think the way it's going to go is when the market realizes what's going on and what they're going to have to do, it's going to be such a humongous backlash that the the government's going to have to consider adding legitimate interest because they they can't it's too much too soon. Right. I think I think they're right in what they're doing, but it's too heavy handed too soon. The 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 EU had the smarts to say, okay, consent, contractual, and legitimate interest. So you mm-hmm. yeah, you have to have a lawful basis for processing. You can pick any one of the three and we rec you know, they even recommended that legitimate interest be considered first. If you can write a legitimate interest balancing test, you can use legitimate interest. Now, we're seeing cases where the CNIL and the Spanish uh, authorities have not agreed with the legitimate interest assessment of companies. And therefore, the, the entire consent structure of that company just fell apart because they built everything on legitimate interest that was misapplied, right? Yes, and this can happen, of course. But I'm still a bit shocked that you're thinking that there's going to be a backlash, right? Is there already some kind of inkling of a backlash oh, gosh, now? No, no, the consumer doesn't. The, the average business doesn't even know about this. Any marketers who know it? Is there nothing? Like, is it just loyal and legal right now? Pretty much. Pretty much. It 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 hasn't reached. So as we get closer to the coming into force date in September, you're going to get a little more publicity and you're going to get a little more. The lawyers and the consultants like us are going to have a clearer handle. We're shouting from the rooftops right now about it, just so that like we're doing a, at least a webinar every month on consent and the new rules for applying them in Canada. And we're starting to get some people going, what? Wait, are you hoping for a backlash? <laughs> are you I are you not. like revolutionizing it? I am not. I would love 
I would love to see this law stand and force marketers into cleaning up their act fast. Now, is it fair? Uh, probably borderline. You know, it's it's pretty heavy handed. Only allowing consent. It's very heavy handed. Yeah, only <laughs> allowing consent and contractual for online anything is yeah is it's it is pretty heavy handed. Yeah, but we'll see how it goes. Going to be interesting. The other thing. How long are you giving it? How long are you giving it? Is it going to be like two months, three months, six months? What's it going to be? The government never moves fast, so I'm I'm going to say at least six months. Right? <laughs> <laughs> You're counting on them being slow. Oh, this is good. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So when does this when does this actually get enforced in September? There's a it comes into force in three stages. Uh, starting okay. this September, three or four things come into force. And then mm-hmm. next September, a year from mm-hmm. a year and a half from now, every, mm-hmm. almost everything comes into force in the second one. And then there's also oh, we have like a year just to chill. A year and a half. A year and a half. Things are only pretty relaxed. We can still market the way we want to. Uh, yeah. Borderline. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm already trying to figure out how to get away with it. Yeah. You see. But here's the thing. Do you? Do you do it based on legal compliance or you do it based on what's best for your customer? And I think I if think you're, you do it because what's best for the customer. Yeah, I think if you're a good marketer, but, you certainly do, right? Exactly. But I also think that all this legal oversight is hurting the relationship with the customer and it is penalizing the marketers who are focusing on the customer. And this is why I'm having a hard time with it. Yeah, I love it. I'm not against it. Yeah, I love it. But Um, I'm having a hard time. For years, we self-regulated in the the ad business and the marketing business. We managed Mm -hmm. ourselves so we never ran into this. And we got greedy. When the 15% agency commission disappeared and we had to panic for, for revenue, as agencies and marketers, suddenly things started to, started to erode and started to change. It all started with the elimination of the 15% agency commission. And when marketers had to scramble, they, they literally, so a- advertising agencies, they're not on the client's team anymore. In the 90s, my job as an ad agency, my job was to take care of my client, make sure that when they bought a media, they got what they were promised, make sure that their creative was strat- and, and strategies for going to market were solid. That was our job, right? But we were always on our client's team. And today's agency, who runs their own programmatic desk, they're screwing their client knowingly. Right. They're actually taking they are actually taking advantage of their client instead of protecting them. Like who's protecting the client today? From the from the marketplace. It used to be the agencies, but they've stopped. They're in on it. But I don't think it should be governments either. Then who? If we're not going to self-regulate. So if you had a magic wand. Yep. And you could fix the problem, what would be the solution? I would go back to 2003 and I would heavily regulate Facebook as to what they can and can't do with data. Only Facebook? Well, predominantly Facebook, but Facebook and Google. Those those two. Are and the, that would fix the problem. That would it'd go a long way. It'd go a long way. 
so we would we would set industry codes of conduct that say you can't do this stuff with people's data. But we took the position mm. as businesses that if we collected that data, it was ours. We forgot that it was attached to a person, that it was actually the personal information of an individual. And I think okay. I think that's why we're in the soup we're in now. Plain and simple. We thought we owned it and could do what we wanted with it. We're learning mm. now like, oh, they own it and we actually have to ask their permission. That's a little more respectful. It's definitely more respectful. Ultimately, I still stand by the fact that I don't think but we should be heavy-handedly ruling everyone. But but what's our what's our choice? We've we've screwed it up so bad, John. Right? We've screwed it up so bad that that the government's got to actually get this. Get this. You're a marketer. Yeah. Okay. The government has to mandate that we take care of our customers. Is, it's pretty sad. Isn't that marketer's role? Isn't that marketing's role to take care of the customer, yeah. to represent the customer inside the company and always have the customer first? Yeah. And we've been in on we've been in on this sandbagging the customer. So when do you think we'll like reach an equilibrium, you know, where government doesn't have to heavy handedly apply any kind of laws and marketers will start self-regulating themselves a little bit? Do you think we'll ever get there? Yeah, I do. I do. I think we're I think we're at the midpoint of the consumer understanding the the value of privacy and what they will and won't allow. So we're just the consumers just waking up to what's being done with their data and what's okay with them and what's not okay with them. And we all have a different threshold. You have a very different threshold of what you would allow people to do with your data than I do. Right. Uh, and, and I think that every individual should get to express their own and marketers. We should honor that so that if so back to this preference center conversation, if you turn your preferences off and on and I honor them, we we're starting to rebuild a relationship because you can trust me as a brand because I actually only do what you ask me to do. Hey, that's mm. novel. Right. <laughs> it always comes down to the same thing, right? Give the customer what they need and respect them. Right. Right. And we and and we've and honest in my humble opinion as a marketer, and I've I'm passionate about marketing all my life. I've watched it de deteriorate to a point that marketing's become lead gen off in the corner. Oh, oh, you want more money? No. No, you're not generating enough good leads. <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh man all right we're gonna leave it at that thank you very much Derek <laughs> uh, yeah thank you for listening to Marketing Unfucked all resources mentioned in today's show can be found in the show notes like the show leave us a review or send me some feedback see you in two weeks